Hey friends, my guest today is an unbelievably talented artist and designer. He owns a company called Jonesy Artwork and is based out of Central Oregon. He is one of the most fearless and outgoing people I've ever met, and I'm lucky to have known him since we were little kids. All of the social links and website stuff will be in the bio, so please, if you've never heard of him, go check it out. He is such a cool guy, and I had an awesome time talking with him about some early stuff growing up in the Dalles, uh, to his time as a production assistant in Las Vegas, and his company, artistic process, and a ton of other stuff too. So here he is, my friend, Randy Jones. What I got to start it with is a story about Vegas. Oh, God. And I'm going to tell a story the way I remember it, and then you can fix all the things that I left out or actually change it to be truthful. But the way I remember it is, so it was in uh, 2010. It was right before Farger got married, and we were going there for his bachelor party. And so it was me, Farger, Jimmy Jam, uh, Hoovastank, Ronnie C., Shane Bain, Smelly, and uh, Benjamin. So we were all going down there, all of us. And I don't... Was that Bra- Brandon? Brandon. Brandon? Yeah. Which Jimmy one? Jam? Jimmy Jam. Yeah. Okay, there. Yeah. And so we were coming down there to hang out. And I don't think I knew that you lived there. But when we got there, my brother mentioned it. And mm-hmm. uh, so we were going to hang out with you. But um, we show up that first night and uh, we went to some some super fancy strip club. <laughs> and uh, were you there that night? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Okay. So we went to that that super fancy strip club, and uh, one of the guys ended up going in a back room with somebody and spending <laughs> all of his money. And that was the first night we were there. And so Farger had to buy him meals the rest of the trip because uh, that guy ran out of money. He was super pissed about it. We'll keep that one anonymous. <laughs> Yeah, we will not say which one of those eight people that was. But uh, he was broke the rest of the trip, and Farger's pissed. And uh, the first night we did that, and it's fairly uneventful, but we went back to the – we were staying at the Excalibur, and we went back to the room. And every time I'm in Vegas, I always want to order a pizza because, you know, you just throw it in your fridge. You can eat some for breakfast or whatever. You don't have to go anywhere. And so I call up this place, and I order the pizza, and uh, – I, I was fucked up and I didn't quite make it to waiting for it to show up. So they showed up to deliver it and I was asleep and they're knocking on the door and stuff and they turn around and leave. And uh, the next day I wake up and I'm like, oh man, I ordered that pizza and I wasn't awake. Didn't happen. You know, I was, I was upset about it. And we go around and we do uh, whatever we did that day, you know, running around, getting drunk, whatever. And uh, that night, second night, went back to the room, tried to order uh, pizza again from the same place, and they're like, uh, no, <laughs> no. You, ca- you called last night. We tried to deliver it, and no, we're not bringing a pizza out to you again. That's so funny. And uh, I was like, whatever. And so I went to bed, and then I get woken up at like late in the morning, like three or four a.m. or something. And I can't remember if it was cops or <laughs> or if it was security people from the hotel, but it were two like authority figures. <laughs> And they came and they knocked on the door and they said, do you know Randall Jones? And I was like, <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw your face. I was like, Randall? No, I don't know Randall Jones. And then you just slammed the door. And I shut the door and I went back to bed. <laughs> and then I wake up the next day and everybody's like, you know that, that Randy went to jail last night? And I was like, what? And they're like, 
yeah, apparently he came to the door and you said you didn't know him. <laughs> and I was like, what? Oh. I didn't know your name was Randall. <laughs> I didn't know your name was Randall. So I got to uh, apologize for that. Yeah, yeah, you're good. It's so funny, though, because like for the longest time, people were blaming Farger. <laughs> and Farger's like, I didn't do it. <laughs> it was pretty funny, though. So you... So what, uh, you want to fill in anything there? What happened and okay, so why? I haven't really told people this, this, like the whole story because I was just like, oh, dude, I went to jail. Like, why would I tell everybody I well, went to jail? Well, you don't have to tell the story if you don't want to. No, no, no. I usually don't. But I knew that when we came on this, we got to like figure this out. So when I lived in Vegas, I would gamble. I would play roulette a lot. Mm-hmm. I never lost money. I would always win money. Mm-hmm. So casinos don't like that. Yeah. They're like. What's he doing? Like, why is he making money? And I think uh, Brandon or Jim, Jim Jam, Jimmy Jam was with me at, for a minute, and then he decided like go back to the room. Well, the guy at the table, somebody came up and was like, "If you're making too much money at Vegas, they can tell you to leave." Yeah, they can be like, "Uh, we don't know what you're doing." Mm-hmm. Whatever. So a guy came up and he's like, "You need to leave the table," and so they cashed me out, and so. I thought he he meant, like, I could go to a different table. Mm -hmm. So I went to a different table, started playing roulette. The guy came back up, the security guy or whatever. He's like, no. He's like, you have to leave the premises. And I was like, I'm staying here because I was staying with you guys. He's like, no, you got to go, dude. You're you're, um, trespassing now. And I was like, whoa. So they catch me out again. I went outside. And I think I called one of you guys, mm-hmm. and then I, I just went through a back door up the stairs to go to the room, and I was knocking, and I was calling you guys. Nobody answered because you guys were probably asleep because you forgot the pizza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was totally <laughs> so asleep. I was banging on the door real quick, you know, like knocking. Nobody answered, so I kicked the door loud, so it made like a boom because I was like, "Dude, you guys, dude, we went to the strip club twice, probably I think, mm-hmm. or we took like a bus or something." Because yeah. I just got off work, mm-hmm. and you guys were already tanked, so I was like, "Oh shoot!" So you guys probably already passed out, so I was like, "Oh, dude, if I kick the door, somebody might hear it." Mm-hmm. Kick the door, dude. Look over, same security guard walking towards me. I was like, "Oh damn!" Because they have cameras, mm-hmm. but I was just like, "I'm staying here." So the guy's like, "Dude." What? For real, like, what's up? I'm like, this is the room. This is my boys. We're staying here. And he's like, really? And then he knocked. And somebody must have – you must have, like, heard something, so you got up. And you open the door, and I'm off to the side kind, and I see you. And he's like, do you know Randall Jones? And you're like, no. And then you shut the door, and I was like, Cody. And then uh, <laughs> the guy looks over at me, and he's like, you're disturbing everybody. And so he took me down to – um they took me to downstairs. There's downstairs in Vegas, uh-huh. like at the casinos. Uh-huh. They took me downstairs, and the lady was, like, asking me questions. And I'm like, oh, I was just trying to stay the night here. And he's like – or she was like, well, you're trespassing, so we're waiting for the van to come pick you up. And I'm like, wait, what? And she's like – I'm like, I'm arrested? And they're like, yeah, for trespassing. I was like, no Whoa. way, dude. So a van came, picked me up, drove me all the way out towards, like, Pahrump to – like a jail facility. Okay. And I got there and I got one phone call. Well, that's real? Yeah, they didn't give me a phone call. I didn't get one. Oh. So they put me in a room for a while and then another van came, picked me up and took me downtown to Clark County, like right by the Gold Nugget, and they booked me on a Friday night. 
for trespassing. For trespassing in a, I was in there for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I got let out Monday morning because oh it's God. on the weekend. So I was in there, dude, and it was just. Were you mad at me? No, I was just like <laughs> that I, motherfucker. I mean, I probably said that, but I was like, in my head, I'm like for trespassing. So I get, I'm in jail for like a couple of days. One of my slippers is a size ten. And one of my slippers is size seven. So I'm like trying to like keep it on, like walking, because when it was like flopping, <laughs> I get put in a jail cell. And this is when the, the story gets a little crazier. I'm sitting in there and they're like, you can use your your one phone call in your room. And I was like, okay. So they put me in there. There, there was a phone in the room? Yeah, yeah. My phone doesn't work in the room. And so I'm like knocking on, I'm like, the phone don't work. And they just look at you like you're crazy and then walk by. I'm like, damn it, Jesus. And so... I'm in there, and then, like, it's Saturday, like, 4 in the morning, and a guy comes in. They they put a guy in a cell with me. He comes in, and his hair is just crazy, and he looks a mess. Like, he just got a DUI. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I shouldn't talk to him yet. But I'm like, <laughs> you look so familiar. Like, in my head, I'm like, whatever. But after, like, a couple hours, he, like, sobered up. And I'm like, you look familiar. He's like, <laughs> Probably. And I was like, what do you what do you do? He's like, do you watch poker? I was like, yeah. And he's like, I'm Gavin Smith. I don't know who that is. Uh, is Gavin that a Smith famous? is a pro poker player. It's won like the World or World Series a couple times. Oh, wow. And I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, I was drunk, just played in a tournament, and I was leaving, <laughs> and I got picked up by the cops for a DUI. I'm like, you dummy. Yeah. And so I was in there just talking to him about poker all like for the next two days. <laughs> Then I got put into a, a kickout cell with like 38 people. Everybody was in there for DUIs and intoxication, mm-hmm. and I was in there for trespassing. Yeah, I was just like, dude, this is so dumb. Wow. So first time going to jail. Yeah, I imagine uh, Vegas is not a place you want to go to jail on the weekend. Like you could dude. you could see some crazy people. Dude, I saw some crazy people. So are you friends with Gavin Smith now? Yeah. <laughs> it's a good story, dude. I was like sitting there and I was just like, uh, because I've been in Vegas for a while, but like I've seen him on TV. Yeah. But I was like, I thought I saw him from like a homie in town. And I was like, how do we know each other? Yeah. He's just like, you watch poker? I was like, that's when it clicked. Yeah. But he just looked like a mess. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, shit. Had he won that night? Uh, I think he did. Yeah. But not enough to pay for his. Well, dude. Uh, so that was 2010. That was before Uber and Lyft. I yeah. guess there were uh, there were taxis and stuff. But yeah. like, dude, there's no reason to get a DUI now. Yeah, yeah. That's just stupid. Yeah. Because taxi. They're like, I went to Vegas just last year, and I Ubered around, and it was cheap. Yeah. Because you only go like from here to like here. Yeah. And they do that all day, so it's like ten bucks, ten bucks, ten bucks. Mm-hmm. But ten dollars to save a, wow. yeah, yeah, uh, it's totally worth it. It was dope. Well, uh, that was a good story, though. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so, dude, I felt so bad the next day when we woke up, and I thought I just thought the worst event that happened was I didn't get a pizza, and then everybody's <laughs> like, "You sent Randy to jail, you <laughs> asshole!" I'm like, "Really? I, did I not. really, really did not know that was your name. Like, That's... it made no sense to me when he's like, "Do you know Randall Jones?" I'm like, "Why are you talking to me right now?" <laughs> Did he order a pizza? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. That's just on my driver's license. Oh, but I go with Randy, so people or Jonesy. Yeah. And people just you know. Yeah. So it's, it's a good story though. Yeah. If that yeah. didn't all happen, it would it, You oh. never would have met Gavin Smith. Yeah. So you're welcome. It was exciting. <laughs> I, uh, what was it like being in jail? Was it just super boring? God, dude. 
I was there. Yeah. I was just in a room by myself. Did they let you read books or anything? No. You just sat there for 72 hours. Yeah, and then they brought me food once in a while. And then I, like, looked across the way, and there was, like, young kids that were, like, they've been in there for a while, I think. Yeah. And they were, like, gangsters. Uh So the whole time they were just, like, throwing gang signs at me through the window, (laughs) and I'm like— I don't even what? Yeah. Like and then I would like lay down and then I'd get back up and they'd still be like just chilling at the window, like waiting for people and they'd be like <laughs> Were they trying to fight you or were they trying to figure out if you were on a know. crew or something? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, dude, I went to uh I went to Norcore for a night, but I don't remember it. What's Norcore? In the Dallas. The Dallas police station? Uh the or it's not a it's a like jail. A jail? Yeah. Oh, you never heard Norcore before? No. Yeah. Northern Northern County Corrections or something? I'm surprised. Northern Oregon Corrections? I forget. Um, yeah, dude. You don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's not a good place. They, dude, they post um, they post every inmate, their photo and their crime on the website. <laughs> oh, for sure. So Pondo's always sent him, whenever he sees somebody that we know <laughs> that goes to Norcore, he always sends me a screenshot of it. I'm just like, oh, God, that sucks. Yeah, I went there. Um, <laughs> that sucks. I went there in 2002 when I was 18 for DUI. Oh, snap. When uh, I tell a story with Irvin in the episode with Irvin, we crashed my car. I was driving. Was it the bug? No, it was the 87 Honda Accord. Okay. I crashed it into a curb and uh, got out of the car, and him and I started fighting. Like yelling at each other, like he was trying to say we need to leave, and I was trying to say get back in the car so we could. Yeah, and he's like, "Look at your car, man! It's messed up." And I was uh, wouldn't listen to him, and so somebody inside a house heard us yelling at each other and thought we were like fighting, Mm -hmm. and she called the cops on us. He ran and he got away, jumped over some fences and hidden some bushes or something. This is my car. I was just sitting next to the car, and they asked me, and I was drunk, dude, and stupid and they're like is this your car and i was like yeah they're like cool you're going to jail (laughs) and so i went to jail and uh i stayed there overnight and i had to call my dad at like fun two or three in the morning and he came and bailed me out i think it was like 500 bucks or something like that but uh i had to work at the gas station the next day i was supposed to be there at 6 30 and i didn't make it until like eight and the guy i was working with was pissed he's like where have you been I've been doing all these cars by myself for an hour and a half. And I was like, shut up, man. I was in jail. Okay, let's just move on. He's like, oh, okay. That's so funny, though. That reminds me. So, like, when I was with you guys, I had the weekend off. But I had to be back at work on Monday morning. Oh. So when I got out of jail, I took a, a, a taxi. I didn't have any money, like, to pay the guy. Mm-hmm. But so I was like, hey, just drop me off at my work. Because I had to work in the morning with my buddy. And... The taxi drove, and when we got there, my buddy was working my shift, and he we paid him. We paid the taxi guy, and then I got on the shift because he was like, dude, I knew you were in jail because, like, you never not show up to work. And I was yeah. like, dude, I know. And he, so I just got out of jail and started working. <laughs> I probably look like a mess. Did, you, did they give you the, like, orange jumpsuit to wear? Dude, it was like a blue is that what you were wearing when you got there? No, no. Like I, I had You changed clothes. back into your clothes. Yeah, yeah. But uh, And then they had everything in a bag for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's wild. Well, I'm glad you didn't get fired. Dude, I didn't last long there. I just, just started doing artwork for the rest of the time. Yeah. So that was when you still had a regular job. Now you're full-time Yeah, full-time artist. artist. Yeah. yeah I, when I was there, I ended up just doing artwork. 
Uh-huh. And then, yeah, from then on out. Where were you working? It was a coffee shop. Yeah. Was it a Dutch Bros? No. No? It was just a hole in the ground. Yeah. But, um, and that's when, that's when I left Dutch Bros to go down there. Uh-huh. And then I did art for a long time. And then my lease was ending and the house in uh, Kaiser opened up for rent. So we moved back early and moved into it. Yeah. So how long did you live in Vegas? 2010 to 2013. Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Uh, I met a lot of cool people, but I mean, everybody's there to make money. Yeah. You know, like you're not really like, like, you know, me and you, we're homies. Yeah. Like we go way back. Mm -hmm. You don't really have that connection with people in Vegas. Yeah. Because like everybody's not from there. Well, and just from the like limited Uber conversations I've had with people, you know, like getting driven around. I always ask them, like, you know, do you do you enjoy living here? You know, do you come down to the Strip? And they're always like, no. No. No one who lives in Vegas goes to the Strip. Unless they're, like, taking somebody there to make money or something. Yeah, yeah. No one goes there. Yeah. They hate it. Yeah, for sure. Because, for instance, you guys hit me up and I wanted to go hang out with you. Mm-hmm. But, like, the next four days, somebody new that I know in town came in town. Yeah. Like, come meet us. And it's like. Bro, I can't go every <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everybody yeah. goes at different times. Yeah. That like you would be down there all the time meeting your friends. Mm-hmm. So uh, you gotta like pick and choose. Yeah. And then I mean, living there I know like the places to go. Mm-hmm. So you could get like free drinks, you know. Yeah. Act like you play a video game or slot machine and sit there and just melt. Yeah. Them. I don't know if that works anymore. Cause the last last couple of times I went there. I would put so much money in the slot machine waiting for my $1 Long Island iced tea that mm-hmm. it wasn't worth it anymore. Yeah, I but, just, but you were gambling. Yeah, but I was losing. But if you put like 20 bucks in and you like barely gamble your money and just wait for a lady to come by. Yeah. yeah. You just got to be – you just got to be focused. <laughs> you just got to not be a crazy person like me and just hit the button over and over and over and over again. You're going to win one of these times. like, damn, that was a $21 Long Island. Exactly, dude. Yeah. No, so like every time I go there now, we just we we fly in on the airplane and we take an Uber directly to the liquor store. Yeah. We buy booze and then we go to the hotel. Perfect. Yeah. That's the way to go. So I I always stay um close to MGM. Like I stayed at Hooters. I always stay at the cheap places because mm-hmm. you're never really there. Yeah. And then there was like a Motel 6. I stayed for like a week and it was like 20 bucks a night, dude. It was so dirt. Like, hookers were walking by at night, like, <laughs> tapping on your window, like, yeah. Eh. And you're like, dude, I got to get out of here. Yeah. So I only left, like, my bags and then I dipped. Mm-hmm. But um, there was the liquor store, was like right there, beer and whatever. So I, at that time, I just bought beer and stocked my room with beer and mm-hmm. then would come back and forth if I wanted. Yeah. But. Well, what happened in 2013 when you when you finally left? You're just like over it at that point. Yeah, I had I was living out like um, Jones and Cheyenne, like way out like Summerlin area, kind of. Okay. Like so, like Vegas has like a bunch of different spots. I used to live in Henderson. I lived down in the old town, and then from there I moved out towards like Summerlin. It's like a little farther than the Strip. Um, and I, my rent was like super cheap because mm-hmm. it was going off my credit. And everybody that lived there was paying like eight something. I was paying like five 
twenty for like the same room. Because your credit sucked. No, it was good. Because your credit was good. Yeah, you yeah. got a lower rate. Yeah, yeah. So I was getting like three hundred dollars less a month for the same place as other people. It was an apartment complex. Yeah, I've never heard of that yeah, before. It's so weird. But they had a dope pool with like a barbecue out there. It was nice with a gym and everything. And so, um, we lived out there. But like, I had one month of rent still. I already paid it. The house came available in Oregon. And we were like, dude, let's move back to Oregon. Yeah. So we just dipped. You, so you had a house to come to? When you came back, yeah. In Kaiser because, before. Because the renters left and the rental house was available. Yeah, but how did you even know? Were you just looking for houses on well, family, Zillow or something? Uh, family members had the rental. Uh, so they were like, nice. yo, the renters moved out if you guys want it. And we're like, hell yeah. Yeah. And then we just moved back. Because after, after like three years, it was kind of like – you met all your connections. Yeah. I sold a bunch of artwork and now it's like, let's move back. Well, yeah. I had a friend who I knew probably like 10 or 12 years ago and he moved down there and he got a job working for Cirque de Soleil. Oh, dang. Yeah. He, he was on um, – I think he started on the Michael Jackson show. Oh, dope. Uh, and it sounds glamorous mm-hmm. and he made – he made like 80 or 90 grand a year. So, I mean, he was he was making good money. But he, as far as I remember, he was in charge of organizing the, the wireless microphones for the performers. Okay. He was backstage, you know, the belt pack and the, the little string that comes up so they have a microphone yeah, on yeah. them. And um, he would work, I want to say like Tuesday through Sunday, like noon to 8 or maybe it was 2 to 10. So, he had this exact same schedule every single week. And it was the exact same show every yeah. single night, that two would, times a night. So, dude, it's like Groundhog Day, man. Dude. And he did it. I think he did that show for maybe a year or two, and he couldn't do it anymore. And yeah. so he went to another show. And then, dude, he got to the point where it was just – it was too monotonous. It was the same, same thing, thing over and over and over and over See, again. It's crazy you say that because, like, I go to him. I've gone to, like, the Blue Man Group. I've gone mm-hmm. to the Ka, MGM. um, the Beatles. I went to like all of them because I knew people that could get me tickets. Yeah. Because they get like free tickets every month mm-hmm. and like all their family members like I've already seen this. Yeah. So they would give me them and I'd go to them and it makes sense though if you're working it. It's the same show. It'd be brutal, man. It'd suck. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, yeah, you uh, – I, I, I equate it to being – and no offense if there's any accountants listening, but I equate it to being like an accountant. Like you go to some non-discreet or non-discreet building mm-hmm. and there's just like a hundred cubicles and you go in and you've got your little desk and you got your one picture of your dog mm. and then like a bobblehead or, you know, kind of like the office. And you just yeah. go to that same spot every you're day. You're just doing numbers. You're just doing numbers nine to five. Like, dude, I could not do that. If my schedule was the exact same every day. That'd suck. Years would just fly by, man. You would... Yeah, I mean, it'd be like twenty thirty right now. You'd be like, "Whoa, yeah, what just happened?" Yeah, I couldn't do it. I mean, and I you don't... just hate your job. Yeah, you just like. I mean, some there, people like consistency. People like but... it, but at the same time, me, I would be like, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I have to just wake up, get coffee whenever I want, and then do it. I've been doing that for since two thousand fifteen till now. Mm-hmm. I've been like just full time, just winging it yeah like artwork and just walk around yeah so for everybody listening 
you and I grew up in the Dalles, yeah. and our parents were friends when we were little kids. Yeah. So I've known you since like six, seven, eight years old, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I have pictures with Callahan when uh, your brother, when uh, we were probably like five. Yeah, man. We because I now. met Cameron when I was four mm-hmm. at the library, and then Cal- I think maybe Callahan came in. To the library too, or something, because I like met, I met Charlie Foot at the library too, mm-hmm. and like everybody would always go there for like like stuffed animal and like reading time or something. Huh? It was weird. That was that was the hangout, huh? That, was the library, and that's where like we like our parents, the moms would take the kids yeah. to like yeah. the library and listen to well, them. I thought it had something to do with softball too, because weren't they on but softball then, teams again? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they ended up like. I think that kind of came around the same maybe time. Yeah. And then they did the softball team together. Mm-hmm. That was that was cool. <laughs> That's pretty wild, man. And then AYSO soccer. Uh-huh. Callian was on my team and Cameron, I think. Yeah. We're both on my team. Yeah. So then we were just rocking it. Yeah. And I was friends with your brother mainly because mm-hmm. he was and my Farger. age. Yeah. He goes all. And you, you and my brother are like a year and a half, two years younger. So you guys yeah, were yeah. kind of like – hanging out and then me and your brother were hanging out mm-hmm. and I'd come spend the night at your house yeah, and stuff yeah. like that dude when, when birthday parties birthday parties when uh, when I asked you to come up here and you said you were coming I was thinking about like all these memories started flooding back to me and uh, your your dad was a cop mm-hmm. he was a state state trooper state trooper and we would go spend the night at your house and he would get donuts <laughs> on Sunday morning. <laughs> I was like, how cliche is that? Like, he was so cool though. Man. Like dope. Yeah. Like cops eat donuts. Yep. I guess it's true. Uh, but then I was also thinking about um, growing up in that town, you know, there were only like 12,000 people or whatever. Mm-hmm. Your dad had an incident mm-hmm. somewhere locally. Mm-hmm. And then they downtown. made town. Was it downtown? It was downtown Salem. Okay. But then – It was in Salem? Yeah, but it was on Real Stories of Highway Patrol. Yes, that's what I was getting at. Way back in the day. Yes, they made an episode mm-hmm. of that TV show, which is kind of like Cops. Do you know what's crazy though? Is it happened in the Dallas, but that's such a busy street mm-hmm. that they we had to film it in Salem. Wow. Because the street looked the same. Huh. And uh, now I live in Salem. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah, man. That was so wild that that – one of our friends' dad was on TV. Like, yeah. it, was it actually him or did they have an actor? I can't remember now. I think it was him. I think it was him, wasn't it? Yeah. He was actually in the episode. Yeah, yeah. They just did like a recreation yeah. of the event. And he, he got shot in the butt, right? The guy did. Oh, the guy did. Not your dad. Okay. hmm Yeah. The, your dad yeah. shot him in the butt cheek. Well, it shot him right here and it went through his wallet and everything. So. What, what happened? It was some guy with like kidnapped his girlfriend with uh-huh. a shotgun in downtown the Dallas. Yeah, some crazy thing. And then they got into like a pursuit, and my dad was like, "Yo, <laughs> <laughs> put my foot down on this one." Well, the guy shot the shotgun two times at him before Whoa. he before he even took a shot at him. Damn. And so, like, when he shot him, it was like it didn't. I mean, it, it wasn't even like kill him it was mm-hmm. just to like unarm him yeah like and then yeah did, I, did he talk about it much after it no, happened no not really was it pretty like damaging to scar him i think so yeah I mean, you know that's a hardcore job man it's hardcore i want so bad to get a, a police officer to come in here it's pretty oh, difficult yeah. these days because there's so much 
Yeah, they don't want to. They don't want to talk about certain things. Well, dude, there's so much animosity for police officers, and mm-hmm. the shitty thing is, like, there's bad cops and there's good cops. Yeah. And dude, I'd love to have a cop come in here and talk and just ask him crazy stuff. But I know that if they're still in the service or in the yeah. force or whatever, they can't talk about they too can't much talk about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, that's a crazy Gotta job. Get some retired ones. Exactly. They have crazy stories. Yeah. Yeah. So he he never really talked about it, huh? No, I mean, he used to tell you some funny stories though. Yeah. Some like bizarre ones. Mm-hmm. He's retired now, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's just chilling. Yeah. Um, but bring back like when I first was driving up here, I was thinking in my head about hanging out at your house, mm-hmm. like way back in the day, because mm-hmm. I feel like I was always over there. You guys had a pool. Mm-hmm. We'd hang out. Um, Callie and I would just cause ruckus all the way up. Where where, where did you live? Up on uh, Mary – what was it? Um, they called it Snob Hill. I don't know what it's really called, but they called it Snob Hill. Snob Hill. Um, and we would just cause ruckus all around that neighborhood. It was a cool neighborhood. Especially on Halloween. I think one time we we did some damage. We, like, smashed pumpkins and did some stu- – we were with Brandon Laycock. Yeah. And he just wanted to go wild, so we <laughs> we smashed all these pumpkins and – did stupid things, and mm-hmm. then we ended up getting caught. Repeat on cars and stuff. I don't know. We were just <laughs> – we were dumb and wilding out, dude. Or he was wilding out, and everybody was kind of like, oh, cool, yeah. Yeah. It was like me, Cameron, Callahan, Brandon Laycock, and somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then we got in trouble. But what I was thinking when I first drove up here was the first time I ever drank alcohol. Was that my parents' house? was with you. With me? Mm-hmm. Really? I what think, did we drink? I think you were probably, I'm guessing you were like 14. When was the first time you had a hard A or vodka? The first time I drank, I was in seventh grade and I was with Ian Dimmick. And, what, what? and we stole, uh, my parents had like a few bottles upstairs that they never drank. That mm-hmm. was, they didn't really drink back in the day. They do now. But um, then they, they had like five or six bottles that just sat there for years. Yeah. And so we would go up there and we'd <clears> sneak. <throat> they had a bottle of Jim Beam and a bottle of uh, watermelon pucker. <laughs> Which is some gross shit, dude. Oh, for sure. You're supposed to mix it with other stuff, and we would just take shots. And so the first time I got drunk was with Ian, and then I was in seventh grade. How old would you have been? 14? I was 13. 13? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah, dude, we— Because that makes sense. We, Dude, I probably had like three shots, you know, some very small amount. So that makes me, what, 10? Yeah, 10 or 11. Okay. But, uh, yeah, we, we had those shots that one night, and then I woke up with puke— all over my face and in my ear, and uh, it wasn't yours. No, it was totally it was totally mine. But Ian woke up and he's like, "Oh God, dude, we we, we got to cover this up. We got to do something." And so we threw all the sheets and the blankets and stuff in the washing machine. And my mom came downstairs and just like the smell of puke just like hit her in the face. And she's like, "What is going on?" And uh, we had to we had to fess up about it. And dude, my parents blamed it on Ian. <laughs> And it was like I was the instigator, so I had to tell him. I was like, "Man, it wasn't. It wasn't him. It was me." But yeah, that was that was seventh grade. So parents, parents always blame it on the other like kids. Yeah, it, that's not my kid's fault. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It was his. So, w- how did we drink alcohol for the first time? Okay, so you were probably seventh grade then. Mm-hmm. Seventh or eighth grade, and. I was, I, dude, I, I don't think Callahan was with us, 
I think he was inside or something. And I was like, I'll go with you because I like looked up to you. I was like, oh, dude, you're like older bro, dude. Like he, he's cool. And I would watch you play like drums all the time, dude. Mm-hmm. I'd sit in the room and just like listen to you play Nirvana. And I'm like, just, what? Like he's killing it. So one night you wanted to like take shots of vodka. You had some like HRD or some vodka or something. And you're like, dude, let's go drink. And I was like, sure. So we went underneath your trampoline. We hit underneath your trampoline and we took shots of it. I don't know why we were under the trampoline, but we were like outside and we went under the trampoline and took shots. Huh. That was the first time I drank. I think I was like, I was probably 10. Wow. Yeah. Look at you. (laughs) (laughs) We turned out all right. Yeah, we're we're good. We're fine. Yeah. I don't remember that. I remember you used to sneak out your window. Uh, I did. When you had a girlfriend at some point. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to tell a story about that. Cool. Eventually I'll make it an episode. I've been thinking of the best way to do it, but yeah, I used to sneak out a lot. Yeah. I'd, uh, I don't, I don't ever remember going out the window, but what I would do is cause my, my room was in the, um, the bottom floor. Yeah. Yeah. My parents would go to bed upstairs and Callahan would be chilling on the couch and I'd come out and I'd be like, Hey bro, I'm going to ride my bike to my girlfriend's house. And he would be like. Okay, man. And he was always like, <laughs> okay, man. He was always like scared, like I was gonna get hit by a car, or like I was gonna die or something. He didn't like it, but he also like wanted to protect his brother, and you yeah, know. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'd get, I'd go outside and get my bicycle. I'd ride like five or six miles to her house, and <laughs> throw dude, rocks at her window. <laughs> well, her her mom was pretty cool. She, I don't think she knew I was sneaking out, but like she she was cool. She didn't really care, but. Um, I'd stay there for like four or five hours and then I'd come back, you know, at like five or six in the morning, ride the bike back up there and go to sleep for a couple hours and then go to school. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, man. I, uh, I did that like two or three times a week for like a year and they, they never found out, uh, until I finally got busted at the last time. But, uh, no, it's crazy, man. I'd be like riding my bicycle at like five o'clock in the morning and the sun's coming up. My dad's getting up, getting ready for work. It passes you. Yeah. I'm just like pulling up, you know, on the side of the house to park the bike and like sneak in real quiet. My dad's upstairs, like making coffee. I'm just like, man. That's so crazy. The shit that, uh, that I tried to get away with. Oh yeah. I, I remember younger. your garage, your mom had a bunch of, uh. She used to always do crafts or yeah, like woodwork and mm-hmm. like make things for – is it bazaars? Yeah. Yeah, she still do that? Yeah. Yeah, she still – Cool. That's kind of like a side project. She really uh, refinishes furniture now. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a big deal right now. They they got a good thing going. They kind of go and they find old um, beaten up furniture and then they'll bring it back and sand it and Restore paint it. Restore it, make it look and, good. Like, turn around and sell it for like twice as much as they bought it. So it's pretty cool. And they're in, over there in the Bend areas? Yeah, they live down there in Bend. Dude, that's a nice area. Yeah, it's cool down there. So every time I go to Bend, I usually hit up Callahan. Yeah. I've stopped in a couple times, settled mm-hmm. up to them. Yep. They, little, they got a house down there. Those little monsters. Mm-hmm. Said what up to them. Yeah, dude. Heck yeah. Uh, so what I what I wanted to get at, and I got sidetracked with your dad and the high, true stories of the Highway Patrol. <laughs> So we're hanging out when we're kids, and uh, when when did you start drawing? When did you decide that that was, like, your thing? You were pretty young, right? I started drawing when I was, like, five. Yeah? Like, four or five, just drawing, doodling and stuff. And then my dad and my mom would sometimes, like, doodle with me, too. Yeah. And so, like, I just kept with it. And then – 
when I went to school at dude, I don't even remember the school's names. Dry Hollow? No, be like the next Colonel Wright? No. Junior high? Junior high. Maybe no, like the middle, middle school? school? Yeah. Middle school? Yeah. There was Miss Orr, mm-hmm. the art teacher. Yeah. And she always made these crazy cartoon figures, like sh- weird fish and like dude playing with a yo-yo and like doing your yo-yo off his toe too. Mm-hmm. Like, like doing some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, dude, this is awesome. And she's like teaching people this. Mm-hmm. So like that really stuck with me that uh, Miss Orr was like super cool and did art. Yeah. So then I just kept doing it, drawing, doing all that stuff. And then, like, fast forward 2004, like, that's a long ways jump, but, like, I kept doing art. Mm-hmm. And then, like, 2004, um, I graduated high school, and I was still doing artwork. This was, like, MySpace. You remember MySpace? <laughs> Who could forget? <laughs> yeah. They still have MySpace. I heard, uh, I think Justin Timberlake bought it. Really? I think so. Cool. I might have to restart another one. No, um... And a buddy of mine hit me up from California and was like, bro, you should get in this art show with me. And I was like, dude, I'm down. He's like, send a painting. I was like, a painting? I was like, I don't paint. Yeah. And he was like, dude, do what you do and put it on a canvas and paint it. Yeah. And I was just like, huh. You'd never painted at that point. I never painted at that point. So 2004, I started painting. Mm-hmm. I painted a picture, put it in an art show, and it was in – Studio City, California or somewhere? Yeah. It's yeah. it's near LA, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I put in a show with a bunch of like these artists that like invited me and it sold. And I was just like, Oh, somebody bought it? Like that's cool. How much? I don't like probably like four or five hundred. But at that time I was that was my first painting, so I was like, Cool. But I only got like Sixty percent of it. They keep forty percent. They kept. So I got like two something. Yeah, but, but you were still time, like you were like eighteen years old, right? Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, I was like, "Oh crap, people buy that." So I liked painting. Like painting was cool. So I started making a bunch of paintings, uh-huh. and then getting in uh, group shows with all these guys, like Long Beach, L.A., um, San Francisco, like all all the all of California mm-hmm. from like two thousand four to two thousand six. I did like. 30 shows in California, like art shows. Mm-hmm. And I was selling art. And I was like, holy crap, I'm Like, you can make money off of it. So then I kept doing it. And then I started showing artwork in my city in like cafes, in like restaurants, like just like places that would let me. Like Which city? In Salem. In Salem. Kaiser area. Yeah. yeah, Salem. In Portland. Um, I'd just go to coffee shops and be like, hey, can I put artwork up? And they'd be like, yeah, that would be cool. I'm like, can I do it next month? And they're like, yeah. So I did that for a long time and just sold like local paintings to people. And, uh, and then I was still doing art shows like New York and Arizona, like all over. You showed uh, art in New York? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And uh, it was with these guys. So one of my good buddies is uh, Chris from Robots Will Kill. Mm-hmm. And he makes a robot. It's like a robot character. He always makes it. They're all over New York. And we've done collaborations together. And he's done shows where, like, he has 30 paintings, and they'll all, like, sell out. It's crazy. Especially for New York, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. And so I've been friends with him for a long time, and he got me on a lot of shows in New York and then uh, other places. Mm -hmm. But uh, I used to do from 2006 
till now before COVID hit, I was doing a show in Bend at Velvet Lounge downtown. Have you ever been to Velvet? Mm-mm. It's like a it's like a snowboard lodge, like like wooden, like looks cool. They have snowboard uh, movies, TVs like that, mm-hmm. and snowboard videos are on while you're like drinking out of a mason jar or something. You know, nice. it's kind of cool. Uh, and I did a show once a year there. In one of the times I had a show, I did like 25 paintings and they all sold in one month. It was crazy. Nice. And then the next year I did it again and like people just go in there because they're from out of town. Mm -hmm. They're snowboarding at Bachelor and they're like, we'll go here. But then they're like, oh, we take some art home. Yeah. So a lot of them would just buy it and take it home. And they lived in like Cali or like wherever. And so how did you get to the point where you could just make that a full-time profession? Did you just cross a certain yeah financial threshold and you're yeah. like, well, I don't have to work anymore. I'm just going to do this. For sure. Yeah. It was like uh, 2013. Mm-hmm. I was like, I could totally do it. But then I moved back to um, Kaiser. I moved back to Kaiser and hit Dutch Bros back up mm-hmm. and they put me as a manager in Woodburn. And so I was working that. But at the same time, everybody that came through Dutch Bros – Knew I did logos and artwork. Yeah. So they would always just be like, yo. And then I just kind of promote Jonesy artwork through there. Did they let you like hang work at the shop? No, but I, I used to bring work. Yeah. But they didn't like – we didn't like hang it. Yeah. They, they would put my stickers on everything. Nice. So like on the tip jars out front, it would be like Jonesy artwork out. And yeah. Like um, I would give out stickers of my own. Nice. I would just do my own thing. Yeah. But they like totally loved my stuff. Yeah. So – I was working there for a while, about 2015. I just took time off. And then I told my, like I was selling artwork and I had more time to do artwork that I told my, the owner, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to come back. I'm, I'm doing good with art, you know? And she's like, do you, you know, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And then she ended up actually getting designs done from me like afterwards. So like I got hired with that. Then headquarters hit me up 2015 and heard that I stopped, I think like working in the stand Mm -hmm. and they asked for my resume to do designs with them. And so I said, hell yeah. So they hit me up for some designs and I did like three, three, four projects with them. And, uh, they printed some for shirts. Um, some like we made like a, a card set, like 52 cards. And I did like two of the designs in Mm -hmm. the deck. So when you look at the card, it could be like the King of Hearts and it would be like Jonesy's logo in it. You know, like they were doing cards and stuff. Yeah. And then that was, uh, when they took me on tour with them. For Kocha. For Kocha. And they took me to, um, the Moda Center in Portland. Uh And I painted live there in front of like 3,000 Dutch Bros employees. Yeah. And then they sent me down to Sacramento and that's when I was walking, getting, <laughs> get, I, I was getting all my artwork set up. I got my stuff set up. Dude, it was kind of crazy because I'm not – dude, my, the pieces I had were huge. They were mm-hmm. like three foot by three foot, and there's two of them. So I'm getting it all set up, getting my paint ready because I'm like, crap, I got like, I got a lot to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking, and I see this dude, and I'm like, there's bright lights everywhere. Like I'm going through this tunnel with lights and stuff, and I'm like, and I'm like I know – what? And I'm thinking, am I in Portland? Uh, like, that's the first thing I thought when, yeah. I, when I looked up and I saw your face. I was like, oh, yeah, he works at Moda Center, too. He does, like, whatever. He does, like, you were doing the mixing or, or like, the concert stuff. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's that makes sense. And then I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm, 
I'm, I'm in Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah. I'm like, yo, dude, Cody. And you're like, what the hell? Yeah. And then we just like, I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, dude, that was, that was cool. Uh, those guys, they are one of the coolest corporations that I've ever done work for. They, their Dutch entire, Bros. yeah, Dutch oh. Bros. Their entire upper management is super cool and down to earth yeah. and very just like, like organic. Like, mm-hmm. uh, they just feel like real people. They're, they're just not, fun. Yeah, they're fun. They're not like stale, old, turdball, politician, corporate They're people. all young. They're all young. They're cool. They wear fucking Nirvana shirts. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, they're really awesome people. And so I've done a, a bunch of shows for them. Yeah. And uh, the other thing that's crazy about that entire culture is like they'll throw this huge party for 3,000 employees mm-hmm. and they'll invite them all in there. And, dude, it's just a party. It's like dude. it's like 3,000 3, 22-year-old guys and girls and they're all just partying and having a great time. Yeah. Uh, dude, they uh, – they made this video to play at the event mm-hmm. that shows um, they have uh, they have a drink that's like a Red Bull. Yeah, it's yeah. called Rebel. Rebel. Yeah. And in this video that they're showing to the kids, uh, <laughs> it shows them shotgunning yeah, a yeah. Rebel. Yeah. And so they showed this video to the kids, and then like ten minutes later, everybody. All the- <laughs> Shotgun rebels, and so we're taking shots with the with the camera and putting them on screen. And dude, yeah. it's just wild, man. They all get oh, crazy, so and they're dancing and they're having all a great hyped time, up, dude. Oh man, it's awesome. When I started my shift, we'd do shotguns, dude. We just shotgun a rebel, get our day started. It was like four or five in the morning. I'm like, dude, they. It's crazy. They are so good at hiring extroverts mm-hmm. and young, attractive, awesome talkative people yeah like their entire group of employees is just like so just fun insane. yeah and mm-hmm. then they put them all together in that in that arena like that and they're all just partying and so we're getting set up walking around you know checking <laughs> stuff and then yeah i see you and i didn't know that you had worked for them before oh i didn't know that you had been you know until yeah, right yeah. now that you had been the manager yeah, i started of, in 2004 actually it's a cool company yeah dude it's a really I cool love company them. Yeah. they're awesome mm-hmm I wish COVID didn't hit. I wanted I, some big things were probably happening. Brewing. Well, yeah, they'll. Um, I mean, when they brewing. start literally brewing. When when <laughs> they uh, when they start going back out and doing those things again, you mm-hmm. think they're gonna take you potentially? Hopefully, yeah. I hope so. Yeah, if you guys hear that, dude? Let me know, Brant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because dude, it's fun. That's a that's dude, a good thing, man. It's so fun, dude. And uh, dude, where did you stay? Oh man, that was that was Sacramento in August, and it was like three million degrees, dude. It was so hot. Oh yeah. And the venue, I forget what it's called, but it's where the Sacramento Kings play. Mm-hmm. It's in downtown Sacramento, and our hotel was seriously like a three, let's say six hundred foot walk. Like it was, dude. it was right there. That's crazy. So we we would be at the venue all day long and then when we were done there were a bunch of restaurants in between yeah. the venue and the hotel so we'd hit all those restaurants Sick. get drunk whatever and go back and sleep in the in the room so that was Dude, there, that was one of the best work trips i've ever after been on. setting everything up and getting all like set up it was like party time we went to a place with bowling alley like built inside of the restaurant oh really like it was fucking cool yeah. we had tacos they had drinks, bar, like anything, dude, was like just free for all. It's mm-hmm. like 
Oh, I'm gonna go ball for a little while. Boom, eat a taco. I was like, this is fucking dope. <laughs> well, yeah, and with the a other bunch thing, of cool ass people that I know, and they've got all the baristas set up. And oh yeah, you can drink, order a coffee. Oh, dude, you can drink as many coffees Did you as get you coffees? want. Oh yeah, dude, they hook it up. Fuck yeah, they give everybody free coffee. Yeah, it was so cool. Give you t-shirts and yeah, swag and dude, they, bro, they, it's such a cool company. They they fucking hooked me up, man. It was so nice because I when I was in Sacramento, I had my car. I had, because the paintings were so big, I had to bring them with me. Mm-hmm. So I drove down to Sacramento. From and Kaiser? I, yeah. And a bunch of artists flew in, but they weren't really, like, ready. Yeah. You know, they weren't, like – I had all my stuff with me. So I was, like, I was ready. Um, so did you paint in real time or you brought them completed? No, no, no. I painted there, but I, I – started them because I knew that it was going to take longer yeah. to finish them because I needed to finish both of them at the event. Yeah. Because all four of my pieces that I made, the two in Sacramento and two in Portland, are up at headquarters. Oh, they really? They them on the walls. Yeah, yeah. In Grants Pass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every time, like, the owner, Trav, is, like, doing it inter- or talking and doing a video, they're, like, in the background. In nice. The pieces. Yeah, it's cool. Um so yeah, that that's kind of dope. Did did they ever have you do anything where you kind of like rebranded the logo, or was it always just like your independent work? It's just my independent. It's just your independent yeah. work. Yeah. They just like my my weird stuff. I think. Yeah. Yeah. No man, they're such a cool company, and they Dude. have no reservations about tapping into like young, youthful yeah. art. Man, that's sick. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So and uh, the Dallas has them now too. Dallas really? has some. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On the on the the main. Screen. I know one of the owners. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Uh, yeah. So you, I mean, we'll, I'll put the uh, I'll put your uh, Instagram stuff and yeah, yeah. you know any any sort of links that can show people what you do if they don't already know you. But yeah, like yeah. you have a very distinct style that uh, you've like groomed over time, but yeah. like created it. Whenever I see something that's yours, I know it's yours. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is cool. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, when you see a Van Gogh, you know it's Van Gogh. Yeah. When I see a Jonesy, I know it's yours. And so like how long, when did you like discover that vein? Because it's been a while that you've, you've yeah. had that, that style, right? Yeah. I mean like when I started, it's innovated a little bit. Like when I first started – I used to, like, have to, like, focus on a piece Mm -hmm. because, like, I was so new at painting. Yeah. That, like, I didn't know how, like, the paint dried. So, like, I sometimes smudge it and I'm like, oh, crap. Like, I have to redo it. Now it's like, dude, I know not to touch certain spots because it's wet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So do you start, like, in the upper left corner or something and work down? I usually start in the middle, which – isn't smart, but I got to start like the main focus. Yeah. And then like, yeah. Do you start with pencil? And then No, no. I never, I just wing it. Yeah. I wing all of them. I never like, because I feel like if I use a pencil, I'm doing the artwork twice. Yeah. And so like in my head, I'm like, whatever I paint is meant to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't even know what's going to happen. So the thing is like, you turn some green day on, you know? Mm-hmm. This painting that I started will go a different way. Mm-hmm. You turn, you, I start this painting and, and I'm listening to hip hop. Yeah. And it's like Cardi B or something, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm going to go a different way. Yeah. Because it's, I, I like feel the music at the time. That's I'm like, cool. boom, boom, you know? Like the Dutch Bros, there's music going in. It was like, 
I was in the zone because mm-hmm. I was just – they were playing good music. It was more like electric and like, you know. Yeah. So I was just getting into it, uh-huh. you know, focused. So when you start out, you wake up at like 2 or 3 in the afternoon because you're an artist. Well, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I wish. You, you wake up. And you, depending on what music, do, do you do you have a focus like every day? I like rap. You like rap. I and love so rap. Do you know every day when you're going to wake up? Unless you have like something to do, you're just going to. Yeah, go I usually I usually get up at like seven forty five every morning because you're used to Dutch Bros schedule. <sighs> yeah, that or <laughs> I'm a teacher now. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Kid does online. Oh, gotcha, So I gotcha. have to be okay. on at 9, yeah. 9 till 3 every day. So yeah. it's like – so I do artwork and try to just do stuff around like logos and whatnot. Yeah. And, but like I listen to – I listen to hip-hop mainly because a lot of like art that I've done for people are rappers. You know what I mean? So like it just goes hand in hand. So like mm-hmm. if I'm doing a project for somebody, I like to listen to their music. That makes sense. Because then I kind of get the feel of like what – I don't know. Well, yeah, and maybe you could explain it to them like I did this thing because of this track song or whatever. That I, heard. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, that would go good with it. Mm-hmm. You know, So I've been doing that. I just did two album covers in Portland for a couple of rappers. Yeah? Yeah, they turned out pretty good. That's cool. Um, they're singles. They're just, Because like everything – it's crazy though because I used to do album covers uh-huh. where like you sold a CD to people. Yeah. And like I did the fold in the back and the, the list. And it's like nowadays everything's like digital. Yeah. So now you just need like an album cover because it's going to be on like Pandora or Spotify. Yeah. And that's what's going to pop up. Yeah. It's a little – I mean – Do you get commissioned a lot for that then? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I do like lately since COVID hit, I've done more murals. I've done like seven murals and probably logos and album covers like 10. Hmm. But like it's changed now because COVID hit. Everybody that does music needs digital work. So it's like I'm doing more on the computer. Well, you know what? When when all this happened, like I thought people would start recording more and releasing That's... more albums, but it doesn't seem like much has come out. I feel like everybody's like in a slump. Yeah. But it seems like they should take the time and like record a whole new album. Yeah, for sure. Like that's what I thought too. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh man, this is the time that music should be popping out. And then it's like maybe they're – maybe because artistically, maybe they're in a slump. Yeah, maybe they don't have any inspiration because yeah. they're just at home. Yeah. Yeah. And they used to like perform. It sucks for a lot of my rap friends because <clears throat> all the money they made, <clears throat> excuse me, all the money they made was at uh, merch sales. Yeah. Well, I mean, really, concert even for yeah, like even for like a list headliners, yeah. they don't make any money off streaming or album sales. They make mm-hmm. it on the road. Yeah, on merch. tour. Yeah, and doing merch. So I think that's where a lot of them are struggling. Yeah, is because they're like. Not that much money's coming in because we're not selling our merch and CDs and yeah, it's crazy, yeah. crazy well, world, man. That's cool that you're doing album art, man. That's yeah, that's the it's, perfect route, man, for somebody to commission you to do and, something like that. Yeah, it's so crazy though because like I've worked with people that I never thought I would. You know what I mean? Like you've listened to them for a while and you're like, whoa, like, yeah, that's crazy. And the thing that, like, brings me back is, remember Nitro? 
Yeah. <laughs> you How do you remember that? You remember when I showed it was you and Ian? Yeah, it was. And who? Just, that was it just was just two, us, me just and him. Just the two of you. Because that was my first in, band, man. Because back in the day, you asked me to make a logo or like an album cover for you. Mm-hmm. And it said Nitro with like flames and stuff. Yeah. And I remember that because you were like, dude, make me smart for this. And I was like, all right. And I, was, I wasn't that good then. But like, you know. Do you still have it? I probably do somewhere. Oh, dude. I would, would be love legit. to see that. That would be cool. I'm sure I do. I have a big box at my house that's like art that I've done from when I was like, remember J.R. Jones? Uh-huh. So back in 1999, me and him were at like a, a Denny's or a Sherry's uh-huh. or something. And we drew on a napkin. Like I drew a little bit and then he drew a little bit and then I drew. And it made this crazy picture of like this goat looking dude. Uh-huh. And it was so cool. I didn't know was, he could draw. Dude, he's good. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. He was well back then he was super good. Huh. And so then I kept like all that kind of stuff. And this is from like nineteen ninety six to nineteen they're like old. Dude, I keep all that stuff. Dude. It's so cool to go back and look yeah. at it. And you're just like it it Nitro is in there, dude. You should find it, dude. I'd <laughs> I mean, love to see that. Ian too. He's the one that came up with it. It's so funny. Oh man. Do you still have music? Uh that you I guys ha- recorded? Oh yeah. Yeah. Dude, I have VHS tapes. <laughs> yeah. With some Damn. wild stuff, dude. Damn. I was watching one the other day, and it has my brother in it. He was yeah. sitting against the door in my bedroom watching us play. See, I used to do that with yeah. him. We would sit there and just listen. Yeah, dude. You we used were to, so bad, man. You, we were so bad. You used to play uh, Come As You Are a lot. I remember you We played a lot of Nirvana songs. Yeah, Nirvana, like Come As You Are. And it was like the ride. Dude, that was when I was – I started learning how to play drums when I was in sixth grade, and I got – heavily into Nirvana and so I was always trying to play like Dave Grohl and dude he's so good it's some of that stuff that he's playing like is impossible when you've only been playing drums for six months yeah, yeah. and dude Ian and I would play songs over and over again and we'd have to stop and start over because I couldn't figure out how to yeah. do it it was too fast or whatever you know but it was fun man I have you, you um, wrote down one time I have it because I could play Come As You Are on the guitar mm-hmm. because you like wrote it down with X's. And oh, I wrote showed, down the tab. Yeah, the yeah. tab. And yeah. I, that's like the only one I could play. Yeah. was like Come As You Are. Yeah. That's one of those songs. You, it's a good one to learn when you're just learning guitar. Yeah. A lot of those Nirvana songs are because they're pretty easy. Yeah. I mean, Kurt Cobain wasn't great at playing guitar. He could just write good songs, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so, yeah, a lot of those are good to, to learn at first. Uh, but I, uh, before I forget about it, I wanted to ask how you – how did you meet Jack Black? Jack Black? Yeah. Dude, I used to work for MTV. What? So like, like, okay, so when I was in Vegas, I worked for MTV. And I met like – did you know who Matt and Kim are? Matt and Kim. The band I've, Matt and Kim. Uh, I've, um, do you know who Chitty Bang is? Chitty Bang? No. He's a rapper. Uh, what about Mumford and Sons? Yeah, I know Mumford and Sons. Okay, so – because I was the only one that lived in Vegas. Like MTV came in town to do the music awards and, and like a bunch of like recordings on Fremont Street. And they needed I, – I did PA for a movie company. Um, do you know Lauren Ambrose? I've heard that She's name. From Six Feet Under. Okay. She got the red hair. Okay. She was the main actor in a movie that I was the PA on. And so every morning I would have to drive and pick her up at the Palms. And drive her back to get on set in time to get, like, fixed up and ready for the thing. So, like, my job was to pair up, make sure she got there and had coffee or whatever. I do that daily before we did the set. 
And then once the set was going, then I was pretty much just whatever the director needed, I would mm-hmm. help him. Or if they needed me to drive somewhere and look for a better location for another film. Hmm. You know, like I did like a bunch of stuff like that. And my my company that I was working with was Lola Pictures, and they were based in Vegas. But they went to Reno, and at the time, my girlfriend was like, dude, I don't want you to go to Reno because I would have been in there for – I would have been there for months yeah. for to do a film. So I was like, all right, well, I'll just stay back. And he's like, dude, you're not coming? And I was like, no, I'll stay back. Well, MTV hit him up and was like, hey, we need PAs. And he's like, I only got one in town. And they're like, give me his number. So I answered the phone. I'm like, hello. And they're like, yo, this is David from uh, MTV. And I'm like, what? And they're like, <laughs> we need a PA down on Fremont on these dates. And I was like, I'll be there, you know, so I'd do it. There were long days, but MTV pays bank. Yeah. Yeah, and they have like seven of these tables full of food and drinks. Yeah, like, right. They, it's like the trailers dude, for the talent. Dude, yeah. it's crazy. Um, I dropped muscle milk off at Wiz Khalifa's room at the um, – I don't know what hotel it was, but – Dude, when I dropped it off, his whole fucking room was a cloud, bro. Yeah. Like, I couldn't even see who I was giving the muscle milk to. <laughs> I was just like... Tch. You just get a work order? I sh- Wiz Khalifa, muscle milk. Dude, You're like, what? I think it was like his like manager at the time that like answered the door. But I was like, I'm going to shut my... I should have shut my radio off and just been like, yo. <laughs> but I didn't. So we went back and it was Chitty Bang was a rapper. Uh-huh. And the reason I was there was because they were all filming him. Because the world record, the Guinness Book of World Record guy was there with headphones like us on, and he had to listen to him rap. Like, because he's the fastest rapper in the world? No, no, no. He was trying to make a record. So he rapped for like 24 hours straight. So it was like a full day. And then he went out on Fremont onto the stage and kept rapping his last song. And he won the Guinness Book of World Record. He he rapped. He talked into he a microphone for twenty four hours. Yep. And he got he could have a three second pause to like take a drink, but he had to go back on. And we even mic'd his bathroom because he had to keep rapping while he was in the bathroom. <laughs> Dude, and this guy was sitting there. <laughs> this guy sitting in a chair with headphones <laughs> on, just listening to this and making <laughs> timing it and making sure for twenty four hours too. It's crazy. Oh, and dude. he ends up winning or like gets it. And then like Matt and Kim came out and played. It's like a guy and a girl, mm-hmm. and they played. But in between um, him rapping, I had to leave because they put me in a van and they would have me go pick up other artists. Mm-hmm. So I show up to um, fuck, what was the place? Uh, right on the corner it's not flamingo but it's across from it one of these hotels so i pull in to pick up this band and they all like jump in the van and there's a bunch of them and they're like where are we going i'm like fremont so start driving i'm like what are you guys up to and they're just like yeah we're just chilling man just whatever and i was like they're hella cool you know but they're like i was like who are you guys and they're like mumford and sons and they were like waiting for me to be like Oh, what? I was like driving. I'm like, right on. And then I, was just, like, I didn't know who they were. <laughs> yeah. It was so like new. Yeah. And uh, they were hella cool. I didn't even take a picture of them. But they were like, dude, what up? Thanks, bro. And they were like super nice to me, mm-hmm. probably because I didn't know who the hell they were. Yeah. And uh, I get home later that night, like late. And my girlfriend's like, dude, what'd you do today? I was like, because she knew I was working with MTV. It's like, I just drove around, picked people up and dropped stuff off, just like PA stuff. And she's like, and I was like, do you know who Mumford and Sons is? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, 
I have no clue who they are, but I picked them up today. And she's like, that's crazy. <laughs> I was like, I'm an idiot, but whatever. No, dude. I, I mean, I don't know a lot of famous people, but like yeah. I bet I bet that's a common thing. Like they don't want people yeah. freaking out and like asking them for pictures and autographs and shit. They probably dude. just want to hang out and talk to people, yeah. you know? I Like one night, my buddy owns a bar in Vegas, and I drank one night with a group of people. Like he has like a VIP area and like kind of like a nice area. And I was drinking with these dudes that were super dope. And I was like, man, they were cool. And they were like hanging out, buying me drinks, doing whatever. I leave, dude. The next day I talked to him. He's like, bro, dude, they loved you. And I was like, dude, they're cool. And he's like, do you know who they are? And I was like, no clue. And he's like, the gorillas. And I was like, because all I know is cartoons. Yeah. I don't know like the people yeah you only like see the cartoon mm-hmm. so in my head i'm like no way dude yeah and it made more sense now like after i like left and i was like oh that's crazy because i don't even know nowadays like really what they look like yeah no that's a good move man is to yeah. n- not have your face plastered all over everything yeah the same thing goes for like you know the band tool yeah yeah uh pondo was hanging out at some shitty venue like <laughs> in southeast dude like some place you would never expect anybody to go yeah and he knows what danny carey the looks drummer like. for for tool looks like oh, he's six foot eight and he always wears like yeah, basketball yeah. jerseys and like if you yeah. listen to tool and you pay attention to him you know what he looks like but other than that you'd never you, know yeah because it's just the art of uh yeah i mean they they, they are very good at hiding their their image and uh smart pondo saw him and he's like Oh my God, that's that's a drummer from Tool, and he went over and talked to him and yeah, got yeah. his picture with him, and he just like couldn't believe it. It was just like yeah. like seeing him at like, a at a KFC or something, you know? Like what the hell? Yeah, it's so cool though. But like at the same time, I had a blast, and I'm sure that they wouldn't have hung out with me if I knew who they were. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it was, it's it's kind of, dude. I didn't know that. So this this was uh, when you got to Vegas, but you hadn't started working at the coffee shop. You were just yeah, yeah. being a PA for for MTV. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like – Well, I met – through the coffee shop, I met a bunch of people. Oh. And uh, he worked for a movie company and he needed some help. So then I jumped over and started doing the movie company. Nice. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's yeah. an exciting life, man. You're like, you don't know what's going to happen each day. Dude, it was crazy. It was wild. And the movie came out – dude, the girl that was in the movie is now – she was little. And now she's like in college. Yeah. And they still, like, follow me. Like, her family follows me. Nice. Uh, they're cool people. Uh, do you know who Dylan Baker is? Hmm. He was the um, – on Sp- Spider-Man, he was the guy that had, like, the long arms. Okay. He was in the film. Um, he was one of the, like, people buying stuff in the film. Well, you, you don't have to say names if you don't want to, but did, did you witness anybody being, like, a, a traditional Hollywood asshole where they're, like – Dude, requesting I, ridiculous stuff? Maybe requesting ridiculous stuff. But not like – not any of the actors that I like hung out with and did stuff with. Uh-huh. They were they were like normal people. Yeah. But it was like directors yeah. and people that were like in the film crew were always like, I need Kim Melty. I need – and I'm like, just what? what? Like, you know <laughs> just what drink I mean? some water, dude. <laughs> dude, it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah, but other than that, it was it was fine. All right, so we started to get there, and, and then we didn't quite. How? So you did all the stuff with MTV, and you're hanging out with Wiz Khalifa and whatever. But like, how how did you hook up with Jack Black? He's just there. There's he just was people. in Vegas. Yeah, there's just people everywhere. 
Like, just, like, attending it. You know what I mean? Like, the MTV famous. show? No, like, MTV was just, like, doing all the filming. But there's a lot of people standing behind the film that were just there that were, like, part of things. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, actors, other, you know, other people. They would pop in because they're watching this. So, like, it was – it's a weird moment because it was, like – all this was like the first stuff streamed online at the same time so you could comment on it too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like there was a lot of people that knew about it and wanted to like attend it and watch it mm-hmm. because it was like history being made or something. Okay. Or maybe they were already in town. You know what I mean? So was it kind of like, like TRL? Like just people showed up and hung out? Yeah, it was more like uh, like people could be behind the camera. Like everybody's filming here but there was like a lot of people in the room attending it to like mm-hmm. hear it they might have all been in town already for something yeah and they were just like yo pop in and see this and chill yeah. and talk to people uh-huh. and so like we were just places to sit and chill it was like boom yeah. so what, what was it like and then i also was asked that okay so when i was in my film when i was in the film for uh with lauren ambrose the, you were in it Okay, so I was on – I was a PA, but they needed me to be in it because <laughs> – so somebody needed to pump gas for their car. Uh-huh. And uh, the guy that was supposed to be the extra didn't show up. So they put a leather jacket on me, dude, and I had long hair, and I was pumping <laughs> gas, dude. What is this called? Uh, About Sunny. I'm – I'm going to watch that later, dude. Dude, it's it, it's a full feature, like full length, 90 minute. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They they won um awards for the uh what's it called? The film awards for it. Yeah, about Sunny there it is. Okay. Um, so you're you're pumping gas with a leather jacket on, huh? Dude, so they had me pump gas like they needed somebody to pump gas at the gas station. And like she pulls up in a car, you know, and I'm pumping gas. But I had this tight leather jacket, the only thing that they could like hide like, they wanted me to look kind of like something, like yeah. a part. Yeah. Put this leather jacket on. It's kind of tight. And I had, like, long hair. And they're like, bro, you're a Jack Black double. You're like, <laughs> they're like, you need to make a phone call and just play his stunt double where you just stand in his place until he, like, has to come jump in. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, dude, that's so funny, dude. And I was like, let's do that. And then I told a bunch of people that it was my brother uh-huh. because, like, in some of the pictures of me and Jack Black, we look a lot alike. So I told people it was my brother, and they're like, no way. <laughs> I was like, the, the one that I saw, you guys looked very similar. And I dude, was like, dude, I never realized how much they look like each right? other. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a little plump nowadays, but. Yeah. Well, he, uh, he also got a little bit more gray, too. Dude, he's so funny, though. Dude, that guy has got to be the coolest person to hang out with. Dude, I can't believe my friends went to his concert. Uh, before COVID hit, I he, saw he had one in Portland. I yeah, I, went, I was at that show. Did you go? Yeah, three hundred something bucks a ticket. No, I got mine. I bought one for me, one for Hoover, and then one for my brother. Oh. And they were Hundreds. they were normal price, oh. like eighty bucks a pop or something. Dude, 60 some bucks. people were paying like three twenty for them. Oh yeah, dude, it was at the Crystal. And there's only like fifteen hundred tickets. Was it good? It's really good. Yeah, it's tenacious. It was dude. great, dude. That was the last concert I saw before COVID. <laughs> So cool. And dude, the crazy thing is, is um, I know a bunch of guys who are involved with this this group of people who like does stuff for Tenacious D, and they do stuff for Foo Fighters. They did stuff for Everclear back in the day. Like they're all like ten different friends, you know, that have all like gone between the different bands. Crazy. And uh, 
when I went to that concert, one of those guys, his name is Lance, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get him to come in here and talk to me. He, he hasn't said yes, but hopefully he will. <laughs> he's he's one of their roadies. Oh, snap. He's one of their, I would assume, drum tech, maybe guitar tech. He's part of their stage show. Oh, wow. We, we're watching them, me and Hoover and my brother, and mm-hmm. Lance goes out on stage and, and Jack and Kyle are like talking to him and he's part of the show. And I'm like, I fucking know that guy. <laughs> I know you. Yeah. And then uh, you watch him on YouTube. They, they have a, a channel where they put, post these funny videos and stuff. He's, he's in the background. I'm like, I fucking know that guy. That's so cool. Yeah. Isn't it crazy that people have these jobs? Like you had, dude, are you still doing like the concert stuff or is that kind of just kind of went on the down low? Like it's disappeared. It, it's, it's a little different now. Okay. Uh, it'll come back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, there's... You were traveling a lot. Yeah, I mean, that'll come back. Like, you know, be some of the, yeah. the Dutch bro stuff and... Mm-hmm. Um, That'll be cool. Yeah, no, it's it's fun, dude. I, I would not... There's a difference between what I do and going out for like a week mm-hmm. every other month. Yeah. And then like somebody who goes on tour and they're just gone for nine months. Yeah. I couldn't do that. Yeah, like, that's... Suck. Dude, that's a you young got, man's game. Yeah. You, get, you, you got to have... Uh, yeah. An apartment that you don't care about. No pets. And it's no kids. No wife. Like, yeah. And then you can just disappear. Then just do it. Do it while you can. Make the money. Yeah, that's crazy. It's it's cool, man. I know a lot of people in that world. And uh, yeah, dude, the, I mean, until COVID, they just like, they just go to Europe for six months yeah. and, and travel around. I mean. So cool. It's cool. It it falls in line with that dude I was talking about who moved to Vegas and worked on the Michael Jackson yeah. show. You do the same show every night, so I'm sure that gets old. Yeah. But at least you're in a different city all different the time. Different city. So every venue's different. Every, mm-hmm. like, crowd's different, you know. Can you imagine being in a band and every night you got to go out and play the same songs? Dude, over not, and over. You couldn't, you couldn't make every show the best show ever. Like, some nights... Mm-hmm. Maybe your dog died that day, and you go out, and you're like, yeah. fuck this, man. But Yeah. It's crazy, though. It's crazy. I remember going on – I it was like 2018. I was uh, – the manager of Yellow Wolf is a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And so he got me on the list to go to all the shows. So I went to the shows, went downstairs backstage with him, went to Roseland down in the green room, mm-hmm. like got to chill with everybody. Everybody's getting tattooed. Like <laughs> – <laughs> There's tattoo artists down there just tattooing people. Wow. Like one dude got his face tattooed before he went on stage. What? Yeah. It's Big Henry. And I was like, Whoa. One of the guys from the band? Well, one of the openers. He's uh, a rapper. His name's Big Henry. He's a homie of mine too. Uh, but he was like straight getting like his whole neck tattooed, dude, right before he went on sh- on like stage. I was like, this is crazy, man. But like they do that at like every show. And so I go to the Roseland one. And they're like, dude, we're going to Bend tomorrow if you want to go. I'm like, cool. I'm like, we'll go. So I went. And the thing that's different, though, is the sets were different. Yeah. You know, he played music in Ro- in the Roseland. And then uh, in Bend, he played, like, a whole different set. I would do that, Switching too, it up a little bit. Yeah, man. Yeah. That would get old, playing the same songs every night. Yeah. There's so, got to be some songs. Like, if yeah. you were, uh, uh, I don't know, some 90s band, like, One Hit Wonder. Yeah, and yeah. You got to play that song to close your concert every night, and you just like, hate that here song it goes. so much. You're like, ugh. You just like press play on an iPod, yeah, and then just pretend. <laughs> 
Because you just hate it so much. Dude, where you uh, – I went to Pondo. Uh, Farger was playing the drums one night. Okay, so I was at the Cherry Fest. It was the Cherry Fest. Uh, Pondo's dad threw it on. Yeah. Yeah. Eloy, yeah. Were you there? I wanted to be, but I painted I live there. Oh, really? For him. Nice. Because I talked to Pondo and he was like, dude, come in town. We got this whole music fest thing going on <clears> and you can paint live at it. So I painted live. You know Zach? Zach, Zach with Megan? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Zach bought the painting. Nice. It's like a skull with crossbones. And uh, I painted it the whole time that the thing was going on. And dude, Pondo was shredding it. Yeah. He he's what? a performer, man. He's bro. He's got so much energy. And then I think it was a uh, happy gnomes got. To, it was happy gnomes. Yeah, yeah, happy dude. gnome. Yep. The, the, that was. I still have their CD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. So good. <laughs> they have uh, uh, tattoos. Uh, Jimmy and Pondo have it. Casey never got it, but yeah, <laughs> is it the ta- six second man or the uh, five second man? I love that song. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the one Farger plays drums on. Yeah, that that yeah. one was. I love that one, dude. <laughs> they'd play, they'd play like a, a sick song set, yeah, and yeah. Fargo would come up for one of the songs, and everybody'd be like, "Yeah!" I also went to uh, a Hood River show way back in the day mm-hmm. to the Happy Gnomes. Mm-hmm. They played in Hood River. And yeah, that's when I was like, "Dude, they're sick as hell." Yeah, got their CD in. I... Yeah, no, Pondo's been in a lot of good bands. He's supposed to come do a solo one with me, yeah. and I'm sure we'll talk about it. But yeah, he's been in. So, Happy Gnome, Miss Beats, uh, hired LFD, hounds. Hired Hounds. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the logo I did? Yes. Yeah. Dude, I have a t-shirt of it on my website. Dude, it's fire. Yeah, it's cool, man. He I got some that. stickers. I have a sticker. Yeah, he yeah, gave yeah. one to me. Yeah, that was a cool That was a cool one. Yeah. He was like, dude, we just want like some savage wolf. Like, And I was like, okay. Yeah, like, man. Cool. I forgot you did that. I got two of them at my house. And dude. Zach's the one that got me to do it. Really? Yeah, he's a homie. Uh-huh. Uh, he was like, dude, I need you to do this for me. And yeah. I was like. Dope. I'm <laughs> down. They're they're a good band too. They're a little hardcore. Mm-hmm. They were hardcore. Yeah, dude, that's a cool logo. Yeah, that was fun. They need to like make hats or something out of it. Have you have you uh, ever had somebody tattoo your work on, the, on yeah. themselves? Yeah, yeah. I did an octopus one time, and a, a lady got it, and yeah. then another guy got it, but he uh, he switched it up a little. So it wasn't like it was my design, but in one of the tentacles he had it wrap around a um, like a gear shaft because mm-hmm. he like works on cars, and I was like, so it's kind of inspired, yeah, by me mm-hmm. because it's my logo just with a gear shaft. Has it got your name down no, below? No, <laughs> but I mean, I've had a guy. I got a guy that tattooed one of my um, Indian skull, like a skull with like a headdress, uh-huh. all on his hand right here. Yeah, and then you got Jonesy artwork on the other side, which. It was hardcore. That is super hardcore. Yeah, dude. hardcore. Yeah. I was like, damn. <laughs> I got a lot of people ask about getting tattoos, but then yeah. I'm like, I don't really want to draw. Like, if you want to tattoo one of my designs yeah, and you're going through a dope artist and they're going to do a good job, then do it. But, like, I don't like to design tattoos because that's what the tattoo artist does. Yeah. Like, you go to them and they'll draw you one up for free if you're going to get it done. Yeah. Or – I'll charge you 200 bucks and I'll do it. And they're like, now you're paying to have my design. Yeah. Then you have to pay for the tattoo. Unless they really want me to do it, you know? Well, yeah. And I don't know any tattoo artists, but I bet they probably like having some of the creative control, right? Yeah. They don't just want to copy somebody else's stuff. Not usually. Yeah. Like if somebody's like, I want a butterfly, and then they'll probably create yeah. a cool butterfly. Yeah. So 
You got tattoos, don't you? I got a bunch of oh, shitty yeah, tattoos. Oh, yeah, you got tattoos. I remember <laughs> we went to the bachelor party in Bend. Yeah. Yeah. Whose was that? Uh, it's Callahan's. Callahan's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you showed me all your tattoos. And, <laughs> and you're like, God, those are awful. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. They're all bad, dude. And then, They're dude, all bad. Tegan? Dude, with that. Yeah. No, he's good, man. He, uh, I should get him on here. He, yeah. He does that. And I have think, it fly around in here. I think he has a contract with uh, ODOT, and he flies for them. Oh. He, like, inspects bridges and stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dude, he's intelligent, man. Yeah. When, when I saw him, dude, he had that thing. What are they, drones? Yeah. It, that thing was, like, this big and just went, like, 100 he's, and something miles dude, he's an hour. he's really good. And I think they changed the um, the law, but a few years ago, he had to get some sort of pilot's license to mm. fly it. And Crazy. Like, I mean, basically getting a driver's license, but like paying a lot of money and going through like a serious course mm-hmm. just to be able to fly a drone for, for ODOT so that he can check the bridges out. Crazy. Yeah. He's killing it. But dude, it's crazy. He, they were, he was your neighbor. Mm-hmm. I remember we would go outside and play basketball and stuff and it would be like the whole neighborhood. Remember uh, Stacy Krogan? Leslie and Stacy oh, Krogan? Yeah. They mm-hmm. lived across the street. Dude, that entire neighborhood was full of kids. Tony Herman. It was so cool, man. Dude, I, that's crazy. I, I tell my kids about it, and they get they get so upset and jealous because there's no kids yeah, yeah. in our neighborhood. But like, isn't that weird, dude? In the neighborhood I grew up in, there were dude. Every house had a kid. We'd go play like tag or uh, uh, kick flag the can football or uh, capture the flag. Capture the flag. Yeah, dude, we did it all. Yeah, no, dude, we, we'd go out there. Late at night and and hide in bushes and stuff. And there was this guy across the street who would dress in all black and wear a black mask so he could hide really well. And then my sister comes out and she's got on those L.A. gears that light up. <laughs> <The> li- like, <laughs> we could see where she was the whole like, time. Man. How do you guys find me? Mm. Dude, that's so funny. Yeah, dude. That was, that was a cool neighborhood, man. I missed that. Yeah, dude. I just remember all of them. Uh, I went to Bend and ran into – Bree Tegan. Yeah. Yeah. She was out there. She's like doing some workout fitness stuff. Or... Nice. Crazy. Yeah, man. All Have these you... all these people we grew up with, it's it's weird. You just like uh you get to see them all like branch out and do branch their thing, out, you know? Just doing it. Uh Stacey Krogan's doing like graphic design in Portland, I think. Yeah. Nice. That's the last I heard. Um are you making music? Not so much anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean like uh, I still play guitar and piano and stuff, but I don't I don't record like... as as often as I used to. Hell yeah! Uh, it, uh, it since I was probably like thirteen, I mean I always have like some creative outlet, mm-hmm. and I get hardcore into something, and then I don't ever like push it away, but I just kind of like let it take the background, you know. And yeah, right yeah. now, this is the thing I'm doing. Podcast for that. This is cool because. A lot of the music stuff I do is always by myself, mm-hmm. you know, and so I'm only working with me, which yeah. is weird, yeah. you know, but like this is cool because I get to interact with you. It's like yeah. we're in a band together for a couple hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool. I remember, dude, back to the bug. I remember you used to drive a bug. Mm-hmm. What year was it? It was uh, 71 or 72. 71 or 72. That was a cool car, man. Those You don't see them as much anymore. No. I don't know why, but it's like people people aren't driving them. That was dope. I like Bug. that car. 
They're, they don't they're, see bugs anymore. They are they're one of those cars that you have to know how to fix it because it always mm-hmm. breaks. And I don't know anything about cars, and I don't have the patience for it. Yeah, that's why. That's why I have a, a lease. Right now, There's on a, a, on a was, 2019, I'm like, I, was, I don't want to fix a car ever. I was just going to say, dude, it reminds me of your parents. That was the first time I ever seen a Lexus. It was like brand new, dude. Your parents like leased it. Dude, my dad, and I didn't understand this when I was a kid and I was an asshole to them. Um, <laughs> but my dad, dude, he never had any money. His, his parents were so poor and he was so poor his entire life. And he finally makes it. You know, he he's, he has a job where he can make good money, yeah. and he he's finally able to buy some of the nicer things in life. And he he gets a Lexus, and then he had like Corvette. No, he had Camaro. No, I mean they had a couple different cars, but like that was that was important to him to like have a nice car. Yeah. And at that point in my life, I thought it was stupid, and yeah, so yeah. it kind of turned me off on them and like made me an asshole. Uh, but dude. Like yeah. if you grow up your entire life super poor and eventually, you know, you, and you want a car nice, like, yeah, dude, you want a car, do it. Yeah. man. Something that you just never had. Yeah. Dude, the Lexus though, it was like, that was like when it first came out, that was pretty hot. It was a nice car. Now you look at Lexuses and you're like, huh? Dude, I see people driving that same one all mm-hmm. the time. It was probably like a 98 and it was white with mm-hmm. the gold trim. Yep. Yeah, dude. And now they're like. They're like two thousand. They're like nineties Hondas. It's like yeah. everybody's got one, you know. That's so crazy, though. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. So, how do you like it down there in uh, Kaiser? Kaiser, I like it. Well, I'm in Salem, downtown Salem now. You guys got an in and out. Yeah, we got an in and out. That's that stays crazy, bro. Dude, every time I drive past it, there's like three hundred people online. Like, but why? It, the, the the burgers are all right, but dude, I, I'm not a fan of the fries. Dude, I've gone inside and it took like ten minutes at the most, mm-hmm. like not even ten minutes. Yeah, but then everybody wants to stand in line. I'm like, dude, just go inside. Yeah, I've gone twice since it's been open, and I've gone inside and got my food and then just left. Yeah, that was quick. But I'm like, I'm not like a super big fan of it. I mean, I'll go somewhere else. Yeah, if it's gonna take. Dude, it's it's more of like a like a novelty item, mm-hmm. kind of like Chick Fil A. Yeah, Chick Fil A is crazy. People wait in line so long for Chick Fil A. Why? I don't get it, man. Is it like Popeyes or what is this? I've only eaten it twice, I think. And dude, I'll spend like forty dollars <laughs> and not even be full. I'm like, what did I pay for, dude? What? I don't. People love I it. I don't dude. understand seen, it, man. I've seen lines so far, and I'm like, yeah. For yeah, like, dude. what the hell? Yeah, it's like they, they close on Sundays, and so it makes it exclusive. Ooh, so you're like, <laughs> you know, oh, you're Sunday's like, the day you want it. I got to get it. Yeah. I'm going to buy it on Saturday night and eat it on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, I'm downtown Salem right now in a uh, like a loft studio mm-hmm. um, at a brand new building. It's called Fork 40, and uh, there's food hall downstairs. So there's a bar. There's Thai food, a pizza joint, spicy Chinese food. Ice cream shop and barbecue, dinner barbecue. Uncle Troy's barbecue. So your fridge is empty, bro. My, fr- I mean, my got fridge. My fridge is not empty, but like I'm homies with all of them down there, so it's yeah. like they hook it up. It's good. Uncle Troy's barbecue, fire. Yeah. Uh, the King's Kitchen. He does Thai food, dude. It's drunken noodles. Yeah. Fire. Yeah. Um, and then the bar, but because of COVID, everybody kind of has to sit out front. Yeah. By the heaters, which there's heaters, so it's it's money. Yeah. But 
it's a good location once the world opens back up. Yeah. Yeah, um, man. That that uh, that's key. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. Are you excited for it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I keep wondering like when it's gonna happen. Like, is it, it gonna happen this year? I don't even know, man. I'm so sick of so sick of the whole thing. Yeah, it sucks, dude. Dude, it does. You're you've been in Portland for a while now. Yeah. No, I would I would leave. I'm over Portland. Yeah. I don't care anymore. Yeah. It sucks here. There, uh, there are some positive benefits to living in Oregon and having it be super liberal and progressive. But yeah. then there's also some downsides, and all the yeah. COVID shit happening has has shown all the downsides. They're just uh, for sure in Portland, for sure. Yeah, dude, uh, downtown's downtown's fucked up. There's graffiti everywhere, dude. It was kind of cool coming here because, like, I saw. A lot of new graffiti. Man, I wonder, I, I think about that, like, there's some really good artists oh, for that sure. you could just say, do it. Go do it. We're going to give you time. We're going to give you materials. Go take care of it. Make it make, look good. Make it look good. Yeah. And then, I don't know how it works, but I mm-hmm. imagine if, like, some shitty artist came through and wrote their tag over the top of it, like, they'd get their ass kicked or something. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? No, it's it's kind of a respect thing. So like yeah. if somebody takes their time and graffitis it and makes it look real nice, like they were hired to do it, Yeah. most people don't graffiti on it because they're like, damn, that looked good. Have you ever tried? I'll go to the next one. Graffiti? Yeah. 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 Like Spray way paint. back in the day, Yeah. I don't, I haven't done it. It's more of like a, like for yourself. Yeah. You know? And like now I'm like, I paint. Yeah. Like, kind of commercially now mm-hmm. um, or for companies. So like in my head, I'm like, I'm not trying to do jail time <laughs> for like your, your I already fish. been once. I'm not going back. <laughs> hey, what, nice one. Uh, you, you've got your, your, uh, your medium. Do you ever like, do you ever try other stuff or do you consider yeah. trying other stuff? I use spray paint though. Yeah. Um, I use spray paint, acrylic markers, paint markers sometimes it depends on the project i use pen and ink a lot yeah because that's how i do my logos i'll do pen and ink and i'll scan it into my computer and then i go in and vector it and color it and do my thing i was gonna ask you that have, all, you, have you ever used the ipad with the pencil yeah i have one of those yeah. um i just don't feel like it catches it exact yeah um it vectors it right there though mm-hmm. so like it's an image but you really have to like zoom in to like get super detailed yeah. i'm not good with it yet because i'm so used to the old school yeah. pen and ink yeah and then scanning i'm like an old school way and then i make it and then i think then it looks like my art because like that's how i've been doing it so like when you see my art like you said like you're like that's a jonesy mm-hmm. because if i did it on that it probably wouldn't look exactly like how i do it yeah because I got a process. Well, yeah, you'd have to like create your own brush set yeah. within. Like, do you have special brushes that you use on it? On it? No, no, not not on the iPad. Just on Canvas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I use brushes. Yeah, I maybe can mimic one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and pen and ink. I use certain two pens. I use a bold pen and then a like real fine one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could probably set it up on there. Yeah. Yeah, I I have one and I have a pencil and I'm not very good at it, but I like to – there's a lot of nights. Well, I mean, 
I haven't done much of it recently, but I used to just get really high and then listen to music <laughs> and like see what happens. And dude, there's some stuff that I've done that's that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think anybody would pay money for it, and I'm not really doing it for that reason. Yeah. But it's more like it's more like I'm gonna smoke a bunch of weed Boom. and see what happens. You know what I mean? Do you ever dab? <laughs> uh, no, but Hoover does. Does he? Dude, I just came out with a – it's called 45th Latitude is the company. Mm-hmm. And I just did their box, des- box design for their um, Solvus hash or something, mm-hmm. rosin hash or something. And it's a blue box from them and it has a, like a gram in it of whatever. So if you're out there in Portland, you find it. You're really good at – Promoting and advertising and finding people that will appreciate what you do and put it on their product. Yeah. They yeah. they come to me. Yeah. Like they'll be like, dude, we've been wanting you to do this. And I'm like, let's do this. How, how do you determine what you're going to charge somebody? It really just depends. Some companies want to do by piece, which that's what I like because they do 100,000 of them. <laughs> Oh, serious? Yeah. But some people are like, hey, this is the first time I'm working with you. We'll just pay you up front this time. And then if it works out, we'll do it by piece next time. Have you have you ever seen somebody that stole your shit and then you had to like try to get them legally? Has anybody stolen your stuff? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, but I haven't like legally. I just – I think I've asked somebody to take it down and they did, but they were like, Dude, people overseas can do whatever they want. You know what I mean? It was in China or something? It must have been, like Europe or something. Huh. But I also How'd you how'd you see it? Did somebody show it to you? It just came up. Huh. And you're um, like you're like, what the fuck? I made that. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And then I just like messaged them and I don't know if they took it down or not, but I can't do much. Yeah. You know? But I've seen stuff, dude. It's weird. Dude, on Instagram, I'll have people that I don't even know. In their 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 icon is one of my pieces of art. <laughs> like they oh, like they man. like they've seen it and they liked it so much that they're like, I'm gonna screenshot that and use that as my yeah like which is kind of kind of flattering, right? Yeah, but also kinda, it's like, dude, I made that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. But it's crazier when you don't. I don't know them yeah. at all. That I'm like, what? Yeah. Like I don't even know you. <laughs> You're using my piece. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's cool, but at the same time, it's just kind of like creepy too. Yeah. Well, so what? what is the end game? Like if you could ever – if you had a goal that you could attain or, or reach, mm-hmm. like what would that be? Like if you were in MoMA or the Louvre or you were on the album cover for Tenacious D, like what would be the ultimate thing that you could do? Dude, they just keep going though. Like, you know what I mean? They're like, I don't know. Um, Do you ever think about that? Yeah, yeah. I, I think about it. I think like, I like murals. Yeah. I like painting murals. Uh-huh. Um, maybe do more murals on the outside of buildings. But they always, I always get shut down because cities want so much money to allow them to do that. Even if it's a private building, it's, like an apartment complex yeah. or something? Yeah. Salem wants $1,000 any mural that's on the outside because it disrupts traffic. Which I'm like, I don't get that. But what, what about a billboard? Billboard. I could do they a billboard. Disrupt, but I mean, they disrupt traffic. I know. Somebody's making money off of it, though. I yeah. guess that's what it yeah, is. Yeah. Maybe I'll just have to make a Jones Yard 
Billboard. Have you ever thought about that? Paying for a billboard? Yeah. To just generate? Well, I mean, for me, I'd probably just get a hold of the company and then do a trade. Do like a Jonesy artwork trade with them. I'll do their logo a certain way. Yeah. And they can have that free art. And I just get one month, you know. I'd probably do something like that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Even just to do it. Like, who cares, you know? Yeah, just Just be like. There's my billboard. There's I have my, a billboard. I got a billboard. Yeah. Have you watched Cobra Kai? Uh, no, but my kids love it. They Bro. say it's awesome. That's good. Yeah? Yeah, he, he has a billboard on it. And oh, really? The other guy spray paints something on it. It's uh, pretty funny, dude. Yeah, man. Um, that got really big. We watched The Karate Kid, and I'd never seen it. And what? I, I Growing mean, I, up? I probably saw it when I was a kid, but I don't remember. It wasn't one of those ones that like, like we were stuck. way into. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, but the Cobra Kai stuff, dude, that's huge. I think my dad watched Karate Kid, so I watched it with him mm. um, way back in the day. Yeah. I haven't watched it since, but I knew what Cobra Kai was. I was like, oh, what? Yeah. Boom. Well, yeah, the the crazy part about it is the good guy is – or the bad guy is the good guy now, right? Yeah, yeah. Didn't they kind of switch roles? They did. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I think I finished it all. It just kind of ended though. I was yeah. like, wait, what? Maybe they'll make more. I don't know. I think there's another season coming out. My kids were stoked, dude. Cause Look the... at you, dude. Yeah. You didn't see that yet? No, no, yeah. <laughs> He's ready. I only drink like one of them. I just bought a bunch of stuff that I thought people might like. Heck dude, yeah. have you ever seen this? <clears throat> Is it gasoline? <laughs> Looks like it, right? Jesus. Oh. Is it? It's gross, dude. Don't ever buy it. 100% corn. 40%. Yeah, it tastes like rubbing alcohol. But it's a cool container, man. Dude, it, yeah, it looks like it's going to start a fire, start a flame. Yeah, dude. Um, it looks like it's empty. Oh, it's totally empty. So you guys, I drink it with my buddy. <laughs> you just said it's like rubbing alcohol. But... Oh, we had to drink it, man. I'm not going to waste it. I cleaned it out with water, too. Yeah, yeah it's dude, it's it's the coolest That's so container, crazy. man. You right. should you should do a Jonesy for this these guys still yeah. house. That'd be cool, right? Just like an exclusive one. So I did some artwork with a. Do you drink kombucha? Uh, my ex wife used to make it. Yeah, yeah. With a scoby. With a scoby, dude, like a jelly thing. It's weird. That is weird. You got to get one from somebody, and then you have to like feed it, yeah. and then chop it up, and and make new ones, dude. It's it's a process. You like have to, it's like a living organ, like a. Yeah. Well, it's like, dude, uh, a few months ago, I, I wanted to figure out how to make uh, sourdough bread. Uh-huh. And you have to do the same thing. You have to make a living organism. Crazy. And then you, you either keep it on your counter or you put it in the fridge and you have to feed it uh, flour and water. And then it once poops a week. it out. Exactly. Dude, it just. That's gross. like what kombucha is. It's like it eats the yeast or whatever and then, or eats sugar and poops out the yeast or mm-hmm. something. Something like that. It's so crazy. Yeah. A buddy of mine had a, a scoby, and I was like, what the hell? It's, it's like crushing. a jellyfish of some sort. Yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff, though. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, Dr. or Brew Doctor, uh, Dr. Brew Kabucha out of Portland. Okay. It's a company? Yeah. They make the, yeah, they make like love, um, a bunch of different kinds. I did some work for them. And See, man, you're, to, you're connected I with used all to get, these different people. It's dude, cool. The, I wasn't drinking for a long time. It was like six years I didn't drink. Alcohol? Alcohol. Huh. And so I would drink kombucha all the time. That has alcohol in it. Not really, though. Not really. It's not I mean, like, it's like mouthwash. It's like mouthwash. But like I would drink those like if I went out with people. Mm. 
just to drink them. So, like, they, like, sponsored me and gave me, like, cases of them. Hmm. And so I would just drink them. They, they gave me a blazer one. It had blazer, like, logos and stuff. Trailblazers? Yeah. Yeah. And I kept that one because I thought it would be, like, a collector. Yeah. That's cool, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So you, you uh, you're going to get a mural one of these days. Yes. When, when the city of Salem figures out their shit. Mm-hmm. I hope so. That man. would be cool. I have... I have like seven of them in town, but they're all inside because like they don't have to – companies don't – if they own the building and they pay rent or whatever, they can do whatever they want inside. Mm-hmm. The city doesn't have a say. Yeah, but it's better if it's but outside. But it's outside, then everybody yeah, can see it. Exactly. Yeah. That's so, weird because there's a bunch of murals on Port- buildings in Portland. Portland just likes the art thing. They got the uh, – is it uh, P- Portland Alliance, Art Alliance? Okay. So they go out and pick artists, and then they find a wall, and then they do it. And they don't have to pay the city like they do in Salem? No, I think the city pays them. You should try to get one in Portland. Yeah. Damn. That'd be cool, man. That would be cool. Maybe I'll have to talk to them. Yeah. Get on that. Yeah. Portland's get some, of, get that. some of that weed money infiltrated in the system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did a couple of dispensaries, though. Yeah. Those are cool. Yeah. Yeah. They always want to trade and like product though. Yeah. I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't smoked weed since dude. I probably smoked weed with you back when we snowboarded. Remember when we went snowboarding mm-hmm. and we'd take the bus? <laughs> I was just gonna say that. When we'd get the uh the tickets from Safeway. Yeah. For like twenty five dollars or for something. For the night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I remember going with you. It was me, you, Callahan and like the Denny's. And the Denny's. Mm-hmm. Did I just ran into no it's been a while, but I went to saw the Denny's a while back. Um, and you had like a metal pipe and it like fucking would get hot. Like mm-hmm. the tip of it that you put your lip to mm-hmm. would get hot. Do you remember that? It was like just some weird like like tiny little cheapo. Yeah. And you guys all hit it and then it got to me and I went to hit it, dude, and it like burnt my <laughs> lip. And I was just like, fuck, it's hot, dude. Yeah. Because we're like in the snow and it's burning hot. Yeah. Burnt my lip. But it was like. Panama Red. We were smoking some Panama Red. Do you remember <laughs> something like that? You probably don't remember. Uh, I remember we'd get somebody to drop us off in Hood River, and we could ride the bus up to yeah. Meadows. Mm-hmm. And it was it was night skiing. It was like 3 to 10 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was and, awesome. Oh, dude, it was so cool. We'd go up there, and yeah, somebody would bring cigarettes, and somebody would bring weed. Mm-hmm. And dude, that was like, that was like the That was fucking, the shit. Dude, it was so Smoking cool, man. Weed. Smoking weed. I took like one hit, and I was just like ready to just fucking cruise. <laughs> and I remember when we were on the bus, dude, people would smoke and just blow it out the back window. Yeah. Yeah. We were wild, dude. Well, dude, I remember we got kicked off the bus once. Oh, for sure. Um, <laughs> I think it was Tyler... Who he oh, like, yeah. He, like, threw a snowball at the bus driver or something crazy, and she straight kicked us off. Oh. I don't remember how we got back. Dude, that's crazy. I don't know, man. We just yeah, like, I just little... remember smoking weed and just <laughs> blowing out the back <laughs> She'll window. She'll never know, man. Dude, it was probably so stinky in there. Oh, dude. Stupid. Yeah, you could smell any time somebody's smoking weed now. <laughs> and I used to – dude, I used to go smoke cigarettes down at the cliff and then come back yeah. home and think my mom wasn't going to smell me. Yeah. And my mom's never smoked a cigarette in her life. Of course she's going to smell me. Yeah. Dude, it's so pungent. How could you not? Dude, it's so bad. It's like my next-door neighbor, dude. There's this new old guy. And uh, a couple of people upstairs, like, obviously, like, vape. You can't really smell vape. Yeah. So one day, dude, come upstairs, dude, and I'm like, 
whoa. Like, and then I told my buddy, I was like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, I thought the same thing, dude. I was like, man, that's so strong. <laughs> so a new guy moved in and he like tokes the greens. Yeah. And we were like, damn, it like makes the whole hallway just I was laughing my ass off. Yeah, man. There's no like, way you can. You can't. You can't smoke weed or cigarettes or any of that shit, dude. Cigars I had a nug, or I had whatever. A, I had a nug in my backpack. And I was wondering for the longest time because I went to a party. And there was a smoke lounge up here called Khalifa. Mm-hmm. And you could go inside and smoke. So I went for a birthday bash and I had my backpack with me. And I get home, dude. And I'm just like, bro, it's so potent. Like my whole place was stinky. To come to find out, I brought my backpack today when I looked in it. I forgot somebody gave me like a bunch of weed mm-hmm. and it was like in a little baggie. So strong. It, I had weed in my bag. So I was like, what? <laughs> well, yeah. And that, that's funny too. Cause if you don't even smoke, yeah, yeah. Like, like, people just think you're a pothead. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, I don't even smoke. They I always give me weed and I'm just like giving it to people. <laughs> like what the hell? Yeah. 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 That's fucking funny. That is funny. Dude, I just saw, um, who was it? Somebody's a, a realtor. In Charlie Foot is isn't Charlie Foot. Maybe it was Charlie Foot. I seen, I seen a post about a house for sale. Mm-hmm. They were trying to sell us, and it was Ian Dimmick's house. Did you see that? Uh, yeah, they they just sold it. Did they read like make it look cool? There's like a back window, or has it always uh, been there? Well, you know the house up front that was on the street. Yeah, yeah, but the one that's back. Yeah, yeah, they sold that one up front. It's like a circle to someone else. Um. 2005 or something okay but the lot they maintained as as one portion and then they owned the cliff area mm. still and so then his, his dad built a house on the cliff and pissed off the guy who who bought the house from him because he thought he was getting the whole lot oh. and then yeah his dad built that awesome house right on the cliff that overlooks everything is that circle house kind of yeah Outdoor shower, like all kinds of cool Bro, stuff. It's wild. I've seen pictures of it because I went on the realtor or whatever and I looked yeah, yeah. at it and I was like, this is like at Ian Dimmick's place because it was like right on the ledge. Yep. And dude, dude it was like all windows. Dude, we used to we used to smoke weed out there, smoke cigarettes. That's yeah. uh that's where he and Irby and Farger shot water balloons. My off. brother broke his arm on his half pipe. Oh, really? Remember he had that big I ass half pipe? he had the half pipe. And my brother yeah. fell and had it. He even had brace, the, the braces on. Uh-huh. He went up. He's like showing me how to do it and went back down, slipped and broke his wrist. Oh, and then my parents came in their minivan and picked him up and we fucking went. In the Aerostar. In the Aerostar. In the red Aerostar. Do you know when I, oh my God, when I, I moved to that. Kaiser and I needed a car, I mobbed that for so long. <laughs> and then I drew a picture on the side of it. And then after a while, my dad was like, dude, we're going to just get a tax return for this thing. Yeah. So you get like $500 tax return. We're going to drive it off a cliff. But we were, I would mash in that thing. I remember going from Kaiser to Chemeketa. Do you know mm-hmm. where Chemeketa is? I've heard of it. Okay. So Kaiser to Chemeketa is probably like five miles, six miles. Yeah. It's kind of far when you have your e-brake on. Dude, I had my e-brake on, bro. And I drove from there all the way to school and drove back. And then I was like, oh my God, the e-brake. Dude, that thing went through a lot. That is probably one of the ugliest cars ever made. <laughs> you could pack so much. You could put your drums in it, though. Oh, dude, you could put anything inside there. It yeah. had space. Those, but dude, those seats came out, so you could just. Oh, did they really? Yeah, so you could just yeah. make a bed in there. Huh. I should have. If I would have been smart, I would have made like a cool bed and just 
travel around in it. Dude, it's like it's like the DeLorean. It's like somebody designed this and for some reason it passed 30 different people and went in, <laughs> into production. You're like, "What? How how high were you guys? Somebody okayed that thing? Seriously?" Oh, dude. We mashed that bad boy. Yeah. I go to yak him off with my mom and that thing, dude. <laughs> that thing went through miles. Yeah, dude. It didn't really break down though. No. It's still running I somewhere, probably. I didn't need a key to start it, though. Oh, seriously? It, like, one of them must have broke inside at one point, and you just turn it and... <laughs> it's, like, hot-wired. <laughs> nice. You know, you, if you forget your keys, who cares? Yeah. It's all good. It's, like, we're, we're solid. That's awesome. Yeah, that's shit. All right, dude. Well, that's we so are... Funny. We're at about two hours, so... Hell yeah. Uh, that was fun, though. Dude, I'm glad you came. That was cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. Right on. Yeah, all right, good, well, yeah, I'll chatting. put the... I'll put the links in there and stuff. And uh, honestly, like, yeah. more people are going to know you did this from your channels than from mine. So so hopefully they come and follow your channel. <laughs> well, yeah. And That's what you're supposed to do. All the people that uh, are on mine, Hell come yeah. check your stuff out. Jonesy Artwork. Yeah. Cool. In- Instagram me. Say what up. All right, Randall. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for getting me arrested, man. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. <laughs>